Even if you did capture the Avatar, it would not solve our problems. You must never give in to despair. Allow yourself to slip down that road, and you surrender to your lowest instincts. This is Uncle Iroh from Avatar: The Last Airbender. You are listening to a special presentation from Steambox: The Joyful Rebellion. In the darkest times, hope is something you give yourself. All right, everybody. This is Steambox. You are back with the Warriors from Central Falls. Warriors from Central Falls, please say what's up to the world. What's up? Yo, this is year three. We made it to year three of the Joyful Rebellion. It was a podcast that we started within the group, and they are focusing on mental health and their mental health journey. Um, over those three years, we've had a lot of different discussions every time. I am way too dumb and insensitive to have these conversations with you. So I try to bring in a community member, somebody who's an expert on some of these subject matters. So today we're going to talk a little bit about gender expectation and what it's like growing up with the gender expectations that you have. What are the gender expectations for men? What are the gender expectations for women? How does that affect us? Has it traumatized us? What has the deal been? So today I brought in from the Katie Brown educational program. I brought in Deshaun Ferguson. Deshaun, what's happening? What's up? Welcome back. What does gender expectations kind of mean to you? Like, set the stage for us. What are we talking about when we talk about gender expectations or toxic masculinity or any of those subsets? Yeah, so when it comes to gender expectations, um, usually this is um, kind of like a ceiling that society puts on gender, right? Um, so you could kind of break it down to like... Um, the most common ones, like men usually go under the category of what? What do you think? Masculinity or femininity? Masculine. And the women, what? Femininity. Yeah, right? So we know that's that's not necessarily fair, right? <laughs> However, but that is the the expectation is that, all right, if you're, if you're a man, you have to be masculine. You have to show masculine traits. And if you're a woman, you have to show feminine traits, right? Um, and if you step outside that box, that man box as a man, um, that's when people start to question your manhood, right? Um, so that's basically when it comes to gender expectations. Um, so I want to ask you guys, has your behaviors ever been affected by gender expectation? Have you ever acted a certain way because you felt like as we have mostly boys in this room right now, uh, I know some of our Steambox girls, I know some, some of our Steambox girls are coming in a moment. Um, but for the moment, for the boys, did you ever have a moment where you ever felt like you had to either man up? act like a man, um, one of your behaviors wasn't becoming for a man, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure like there's been times where they, there was bugs in the class and I'm like, oh, I have to kill it now? <laughs> I kill it and then I just not pick it up because that's, ugh. I feel like just like, when you talk, when you grow up, it happens naturally sometimes. Like, you know, yeah. Especially in a Latino household. Especially in a Latino household. How, um, I want to get into that, right? Because we have a lot of Latinos. This is a very Latino community. I myself am Latino. In what ways are Latinos different when it comes to gender expectations? I feel like they're tougher. Like they know what they believe a man and a woman to be and what they should be. Set on it. Set. In what ways? The girls have to clean and men have to do macho and yeah, stuff like that. 
No, do um with with that being said, is it like common that the men have to be like the leader of the household? Very much so. I'm not this small around my call speaking on this. It's not for not fat about you. It's not it's different for this it's just down family. I told guys in my family five of my mom. Yeah, somebody's gotta wash the dishes, right? So this thing on Birdie Teeter Bird already about a good man. A moment ago. <laughs> a moment ago, somebody assigned somebody assigned uh, household work to women under the expectations. And what I'm saying is, if we live in a house full of men, somebody's got to wash the dishes. So you can't you can't just assign it to women, right? And then walk away. I have a question because I know you live in a household full of girls. How's it for you? All right, so Keith. Locked in so I'm gonna say this thing so everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> and if you follow Steambox on Instagram, you'll see just tons of pictures of Keith. He's our mascot this year. Uh, Keith lives in a household full of women. His mom, sister, who else? The dog. The dog's a dog too. Yeah, still Where we moved in from? We moved from Syracuse and we stayed at our aunt. So is my mom, my aunt, my sister, her two uh, daughters, which are twins, and yes, the dog. So it was basically everybody was a female in that house except for me. All right, uh, all all women in the house. How's that affected you? Uh, so disgusting. <laughs> in 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 a book way, Connor, you guys played a little. Like, you want me to get like I I both do and don't. Are you so busy? I'll do busy. I'll try to. Now, I'm, I'm, I get it. All right, you know, girls that go a lot during that time. It's, 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 it hurts. I understand that, or like I'm, as much as I can, because I'm a guy. I'm not a female. Um, I understand as much as I can, but to be the fact of like, all right, either though there's there's blood on the toilet seat, or you leave their, your your little tampon thing stuck to the toilet bowl itself, and now I gotta sit down and take a dump. But oh. I don't want me to. I don't want. I don't want to touch that. So I gotta clean it. Like it's so nasty, and like females in general are just nasty. Damn! I'm racking that up. Yes, they are disgusting. I, I can't let that. I can't. The dude does not abide with females are nasty and this. Not all. Are you serious? Okay, just, thank you. I'm like, pretty sure it's just certain ones, but that's like a, that's a very important distinction when you say not all. Yeah, okay, not, not all, all. Not all. But sometimes, like, cause. Like I've, I've had to clean up so much stuff that I didn't want to clean, because if every time I try to ask them, they'd always get mad at me for it, and because of their, because that certain time, and like it's just so bad, because it's like come on, I'm not a goddamn janitor, I'm not gonna clean up after you every time, like just, just look, look where you go. They get mad at me if I piss on the toilet seat, like a tiny sprinkle. There's blood on the toilet seat more times than I can count. So we're saying, come on, you are, you are describing a biohazard. Yeah, like so I'm not mad at that. Like I understand that you're describing a biohazard. I would also say that a lot of us, a, a lot of other people in this room, I don't know about everybody, but most of us live with at least one woman and we probably don't have the same experiences. I think you're in an amplified like Amazonian woman's <laughs> it's worse. How's her situation? Uh even now my mom like and this might sound bad, but like every time she ends up wiping, she sticks the to the toilet paper to the toilet bowl. And I'm like what the f like? Come on, like just clean it, please. For love of God. Have you ever heard how do how do women talk about men around the toilet? You always piss on the toilet. So the piss on the toilet. He, he, or or this <laughs> up, and then they end up falling, and they supposed to slay. Yeah, I see you with that. Here, 
Are, do you do you have rules in your house, Deshaun, uh, about the toilet seat? Do you have, are you expected to put the toilet seat uh, down when you're done? Yeah. So like, I know for me, um, it's me, my wife, and my daughter, right? So um, even at work, we're up number two. <laughs> even at work, I'm the only male. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm surrounded by women everywhere, like twenty four seven. But Keith, Keith says that every woman you work with and every woman you live with is disgusting. <laughs> That's what Keith said. I mean, he's listen. The Katie Brown educational program, Keith is talking about you. No, I was just saying, bro. I mean, <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't necessarily. So I, I would say, like, thankfully, um, and this is me being honest, like, the women I've been around, like, you know, everyone's clean, you know. Um, even me, like, we clean up for ourselves. Um, so I don't really have, there's no really rules because we all kind of just do what we're supposed to do in my house. So but I can understand that some households are different. I can't understand that, you know, based off your experience, you might think that way, right? Because um, you only know what you're surrounded by. It's right? it's more of a thing of, like, the entire... They didn't live with dudes a lot. So, like, uh, like me being there, I just show up. And what they're used to, yeah. I come in, it's like, oh, there's a guy now. We got to change it a bit. Like, it's there's, there's a lot of stuff I can say, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to expose them. But, like, that's new for them. There's this just... more worse than biohazard? <laughs> you kind of are. I want to... I want to quickly, uh, and I don't know, I hope our audience doesn't mind uh, me taking an aside for a moment, but I want to take a moment and just say that uh, last year at a different area that I was working with and doing a podcast, it was mostly boys in that group. This is the first time that we've been like all boys. I don't think Steambox has ever gotten together in Central Falls with all boys. Um, and one of the things that happened was the conversation started turning into females be like, and um I think it's important to be able to have space where we can express ourselves, but I also think that it's important to not generalize and not assign all females to whatever. So Keith is experiencing something and Deshaun's experiencing something different, and that only represents the women in their lives, not necessarily the women in your lives or the rest of the world. So I just want to point that out. And as we have our further discussion, just try to it's okay. I want I want to hear all of it. I want to hear all of your thoughts and stuff like that. But let's also be careful to make sure that when we're talking about a person or a group of people, we're talking about a specific person or group of people, not everybody, not all women. Um, I've heard about uh, peeing on floors and toilet seats, and I've seen that. I grew up, I had mostly boys in my household. It was me, my brother, and my dad. Um, Y'all can't eat? With, with our- Damn. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how- accurate your equipment is but there's a video game called contra that where i can you can shoot straight but also then you pick up this thing that makes you shoot in spirals there's this thing that makes you shoot spread sometimes or it goes recoil bro control uh, this man playing galaga every time you go to the bathroom sometimes there's splash damage right <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, aim isn't necessary. Aim's not the only factor, right? Like the uh, things, things go everywhere. So I think, I think the same is true for both. And since I know that, uh, since I know that the women in my life have to deal with that stuff, I'm more than happy to, like, if I see a little blood, I'm more than happy to just clean it up. I'm not gonna say shit because I don't want to hear about my own pee. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look like sibling I've heard. Uh, I, I, I think we need to do a field trip to Keith's house. That's a mic. It's my aunt. It sounds like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It sounds like you just see at Keith's house. Uh, what are some other ways that things are different, not just for Latino households, but for all households, that where expectations are different for boys than they are for girls? 
Would you be expected to kill that bug? Oh, of course. You would. It, uh, that expectation any, is you. Anything that they have wrong. Yeah. Like, so for instance, uh, we lived down in Providence, England, Providence. We're supposed to my entire life. Uh, but yeah, we lived there. We lived on Prairie Ave. Um, and we, I want to say, I would say we did have like a mouse problem. Uh, and every time it was like, I remember my mom, she like, I wake up one time, come downstairs. She's hollering. I'm like, what are you hollering for? And then like this mice runs by and she's like, <laughs> like she's like jumping up and down because of the mouse. It's like, keep getting, get him. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's alive. You want me to chase it down? Like Tom and Jerry or something? I'm not late. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, do something, do something. So like I have to trap it, blah, blah, blah. And then like, I get, I bring it outside. I don't want it to like, I don't want to kill it. But then there's a dead mouse. And that's different because my mom's like, no, nah, you gotta get it. You gotta get it. I'm like, dude, like I'm not a exterminator, man. Like, come on. So I pick up that one. Yeah, I got, basically, it's just, it's a lot of cleanup duty for, like, pests. Anybody else see girls having different expectations from the boys? Oh, yeah. Um, so my mom, there's a lot of times that she, like, goes to Walmart and stuff and comes back with, like, a desk or some kind of chair. She will not, she'll, like, take it out of the box, set up all the different materials, have everything beautifully, like, set up. As soon as I come home, hey! Goes a shit. I understand that. I was like, I just got home. I'm like, take off my shoes, take off my bat. No, dude. Like, well, that's like, like one weekend. And I think it was the weekend for Japan that we ended up leaving. Um, Our door fell off our edges. Now, I don't know how it happened, but apparently when my mom says the one of the screws it ended up snapping or something stupid thing like that. So then, now mind you, this is right after we left for Japan. So April 9th, all the way up until when we came back. They left the door. Left it? Like, off the hinges, so I just had to pick it up and put it back on until I got home and be like, can you, can you fix the door for me? I'm like, listen, it would be less work if you just screwed the screws back in instead of just lifting up every time to put it back in, please. But no, she decided to wait until I was there to do it. Which is like, come on. Now, now, do you think, um, and I know, I know that the question was kind of already asked, um, but you're a male, that's the reason why, or do you think it's because it's more of a comforting thing. Meaning that, like, I don't feel comfortable, like, well, I don't know how to put this door back together, right? Honestly, I'm gonna hang. I'm, I'm gonna say it's both. Because one, if my mom knew how to do it, she wouldn't do it either way. <laughs> and if my sister knew how to do it, she wouldn't do it either way. Yeah. So it, I would say both. It's a both thing. So, like, I could be like, yeah, just screw this here and here. That. Like, she'd get the stuff for it, but she would be like, can you do it? And I, I was like, mom, all you gotta do is this. And she's like, okay, okay, got you. But it's still Keith, can you do it? So it's it's a both. Yeah, yeah that's interesting because, like, um, what was this? I'm sorry. Right. See, I will say that in my case, I think it's more of a masculine, masculinity need because it's like, um, if I can't do it, or if I like struggle to do it, she's like, you're useless. And just talk to my dad. True. Talk to my dad, bro. There's no ifs or buts. If I don't know how to do it, or if I struggle, or if I do a step wrong, you're completely useless, goes to my dad. So this now is an example of your mom, or it's your mom's developing your toxic masculinity in this case. And 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 I, I love the person you are. Uh, you and I have been working on a project tomorrow. You're going to host one of our games during game theory, uh, that same mom developed all the right things about you and did such a great job in so many ways. But in this one way, uh, it, in that one way, it seems like your mom contributed to some toxic masculinity, right? 
Like you're a loser if you can't do this. Yeah. That's, is, that's, is that how it feels? That's why I think she contributes mostly to my arrogance. Does it feel like does it feel like you're a loser if you can't catch the mouse? And if you can't do the other things, do, does that feel, do you feel like, well, then you get categorized as a woman because a man's job would be to do this. Once he's that deep, I mean, like, he's just like, damn, you know, I failed. Yeah. They expect more of a, more of a man to do something like, oh, you actually like should do it. Like you complete the job. But no, I think, well, I think it's what pisses me off about it though, is that she'll either go to my dad or if my dad's not home, she'll literally just do a YouTube tutorial. I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss the TV shot in just a second. Uh, one of the things, one of the things this is this is like a there's a paradox brewing here, and maybe it's not a paradox. Maybe Deshaun can help us out of this paradox. But a paradox uh, that we're getting into, you guys know what a paradox is? Yeah. It's where um, I'm just like some of you, an aspiring feminist. I know that I'm not all the way there, but I know that I want to be a feminist, which means I want to think equally about women. In all cases, in all scenarios, in all situations, I want to think think equally about women. Am I misusing feminism? No. So if there's that thought that I want to think equally about women, but there's also I'm upholding the thought that, well, as a man, I should be able to take care of this. As a man, I should be able to catch this mouse. As a man, I should do this, which dismisses their ability as a woman. So, right. So. So there's the expectations that you're you're expected to fix the door. You're expected to um, build the furniture. You're expected to catch the the critter, whatever it was, a bug. Um, but there's also, but there's also that thought of like, if we're supposed to do this and uphold these gender expectations, well, where does feminism fall in with that? Where does f feminism fall in with Deshaun? Where does feminism fall in with the idea that? Gender expectations are different for men and women. Can you be both? And 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 that's and that's the thing is that um you know we all have, and I I'll say most of us I can't speak for every single person but most of us have a combination of masculine and feminine traits in us right. So you think of masculinity right? Um, what what are some like common traits that you hear, that you think about masculinity? If you're masculine, you must be what strong. What else? Brave, brave, right? The breadwinner. Yeah, breadwinner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, a a few things like strong, independent, like breadwinner, right? Or it could be brave, right? Um, how about feminine? Like, what are some some traits about that? Nurturing. Nurturing, right? What else? Smart. Smart. Cleanly. Now, and 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 I ask this for a reason because we all are able to, we're all capable of having both traits, right? So we don't identify as masculine or feminine. We can kind of have a combination of both, right? So it's not necessarily a sign and saying, hey, like I said before, you're, you're, you're a man, so you must be masculine, you're a woman, so you must identify as like, feminine, right? It's a combination of both, meaning that I could be strong, I can be brave, but when it comes to my daughter, right, I'm I'm caring, right? I can even be nurturing sometimes, right? Maybe not as nurturing as my wife, but I still have the capability of being nurturing. So it's having an understanding that you can fall into both categories regardless, right? That's, that's what make, makes up who you are as a person. Are men and women hormones conditioned in different ways, right? Like, are we expecting equality when sometimes women have advantages due to hormones or men in other areas have advantages due to hormones? When uh, when Enzo was talking about his mom uh, bringing home the stuff and then laying it all out and organizing it, it seems like she gathered, right? And there's the idea of hunter-gatherer going all the way back to like the original 
gender expectations and gender roles, are we conditioned that way? Um, so I, I don't know the definite answer, but I can give my opinion. Yep. Um, I, I do feel like that was that was you, everybody. You see how he did that? <laughs> it was really good. He's an absolutist. He's like, this is what I think about. So this is what I think, honestly, and this is based off my experience because I have I have a male friend who um might take on the role of like being able to like be automatically organized or nurturing like roles that you won't take a, a typical man would take. That's why it's like based off my opinion alone. I think yes, we can fall into. Like some of us might fall into that, but these are like kind of like learned behaviors if you really think about it, right? So let's say my father has that thought that okay, um, I have to be the hunter, right? And this is something that he taught me. So as I get older, I'm a, I'm assume that this is the role I need to take, right? So I really think it's a, a lot of it is learned behaviors that we have when like when we when we're younger, things we're taught that we're well, while we're younger, and as we get older, we might take on certain traits, right? But for the most for the most part, we're taking on the traits that we are taught to take on because of our gender. Some of the boys started talking about how uh, they don't even notice it sometimes when um, when they are defying those expectations. They don't remember the last time. For me, we did a podcast on the Holocaust last week, and during that podcast, was anybody did any did any of your eyes get like watery during that podcast? Like it was mad serious. Mine did, right? Like uh, she was talking about. When she was talking about how famished they were and how starving they were, and then a Russian soldier gave them candy, and because they were so starving, they couldn't process that candy, and they died. They died from a goodwill gesture. Somebody tried to do good and gave them candy, and because they were so starving, that goodwill gesture killed them, right? Like, that had me, that had like that got me teary-eyed, but I also felt like, I also felt like, uh, don't cry. Don't cry in front of people. Man up. Because those things are kind of associated together. I tried really hard not to cry during Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse when I watched it with students. But as soon as they started doing the uh, Sunflower, Sunflower, it was over for me. I was like, damn it. And I just started crying. Um, I know it's a cartoon. <laughs> you watch anime and cry. But I was a definitely don't. But I was, one thing I cried out was like something called Hard Talkers. But it was, that, was, that was different. Are the expectations around crying different for men than they are for women obviously yeah in what way in what way men aren't expected to cry but like like there's a lot of media that says boys don't uh don't cry like there's movies about it and there's also an expectation that women should cry like if they see something they shouldn't just hold it in they should just oh just be like uh feminine yeah, but as an as a man you got to bottle up your emotions you can't let that show what do you think happens when you bottle up your emotion? They come out yeah, in ways. Break up. Uh, <laughs> break out in some form. Yeah. Like, so maybe anger. Other type of emotions, basically. If you, look, yeah. you bottle up your sadness. I mean, can that be potentially dangerous? Yeah. Yeah, to you and others near you. What do you think? Absolutely, yeah. I, this is kind of like elementary to say, but we'll kind of like soda bottles, right? You take a soda bottle, you shake it. Right, and fizzes, and eventually, if you open that bottle, right, I'm not saying that everyone's going to explode, but you know, if you hold so many emotions in, um, that leads to aggression, right? It can lead to aggression or can even lead to violence. But I definitely have to agree with that. I mean, that's it, yeah, it's it sounds like it can create, can create dangerous situations. It seems like bottling that up can really be damaging in some ways 
Um, I wanted to ask, I think I always, last time I saw you, I talked about this too. When, when I was growing up, I was expected, and again, probably first grade. I can't, I can't tell you accurately how old I was, but I would say probably first grade where uncles would be like, Hey, how many girlfriends you got? Huh? You know what I mean? With girlfriends, right? Not what's the name of your girlfriend, which again, you're asking a first grader, right? Uh, but how many of them? At what age, Brandon, was the first time that somebody asked you that? Ted. Ten. Around nine or ten. You see what I'm saying? Around nine or ten, somebody said, was it, was it, what's the name of your girlfriend or how many girlfriends? Questions related to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably around like the first two months I started school in kindergarten. That early, right? Like, oh, you going to school? How many little girlfriends you got? It'd be at the cookout too. It'd be at the cookout and they ask you that. Yeah. Every time you your grandma's ox. So oh, it's always the one at the barbecue too. I don't know. So how about this one? It's like uh, when you say it to a little boy, like, oh, this little boy's gonna break so many women, so many girls' hearts. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the expectation. <laughs> It was always like a breeze thing because my mom and my grandma, there's so many times, like, if you bring a white girl home, I'm just <laughs> I'm like, yo, but like, like, honestly, I'm popular opinion and I, I don't care if they get mad about it, but I don't like black girls. I'm a jolty rat. Whoa, look at this. Like, too many. Look, we're going at everybody today. Too many. He's the masked out, though. Women are disgusting. Black world, especially. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying black. I just say that I don't like, I don't like black women a lot. This is, this is that simple, but like, they just do too much. It all takes generalization. That generalization. It's crazy. And what, what is it? What's your perfect girl? Who's, who's, who's the dopest? Give me somebody famous that we all know, like who's, um, he likes Miley Cyrus things. <laughs> Hell in the that's, that's, that's too flat. <laughs> now you're objectifying. Now you're objectifying. To fight? Yo. So many. I, every, I didn't. That's you're answering questions that nobody asked. Fine. The question. <laughs> um, I would say first one that comes to mind is Zendaya. All right. You, she's a black woman. Is she? She's black. Yeah. Yeah, but like not stereotypical. That's true. Isn't ghetto girl. So that's crazy. So she's not oh. ratchet. That was ratchet. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think. I think. But all right. So that's an important distinction because you're not talking about black women. You're not talking about the race. I'm you're talking. About, you're talking about behaviors. Yes. And okay. And your stereotyping See, there, behaviors. There are. I'm. A, I'm gonna explain it like. Oh, never mind. There are black girls and there are black. <laughs> black girls are the rage. Trying to help. Can you? Um, <laughs> make it worse. I want y'all to know. I want y'all. This is what my mom said to me. So like this is this is how I'm breaking. I'm breaking down like my mom would. So you go come on anybody. Come it's, my mom. it's sad because I understand exactly what he's talking yes, about. Cause I went through this same type of upbringing. That's how my mom explained it. So like. So you're open to dating black women? Yeah. Okay. Not just it's, there's behaviors. Uh, there's behaviors that some some women have that you're not open to this. Yes. I understand that. I'm wondering if you understand. Oh no, yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. It's not like yeah. Uh, I'm just like oh, not all women are disgusting. Yeah. So I actually want to do a quick activity. All right. So um, it's called agree or disagree. All right. So we're gonna pretty much say out loud if you agree, if you disagree. All right. That that would be everyone can hear. But um, and then we'll, you know, we'll talk about a few of these, all right? Mm -hmm. So I'm with, I want you to let me know your honest opinion. So, um, let me know if, if you agree or disagree with this one. This one says it is okay for a man to be a stay-at-home father. Do you agree with that? Definitely. Could agree. Agree, yeah. 
Especially if the woman's bringing like six. She obviously all love it. I know. Changing it with a baby. I'm gonna do everything. We're all okay. This generation, I think, is okay with that. We got video games and stuff. We're good, right? <laughs> 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 I'll take care of the children. Yeah, you have to tell that. But can they hear about it? It's not gonna be the adult, okay? They shot. I don't want to interrupt where you're going, but I'll teach you. But I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious, Deshaun, yes. are you are you okay with that? Or is it, how, would you be okay being a stay-at-home dad? So me personally, I wouldn't be okay with me being a stay-at-home dad. I have to, like, get moving and do other things, you know, but um, I'll be, like, I wouldn't judge anybody who wants to be a stay-at-home dad. Can, I don't think. Can I say for the world, knowing you like I know you, which is, is a budding relationship, but it's still a very new relationship. Knowing you like I know you, I don't think that is about gender expectations as much your answer is not about gender expectations as much as it is that you're a very kinesthetic person you must be going would you say that that yeah. okay absolutely i mean obviously like you're gonna have people who want to like judge you if you are a stable father right then once you meet the foppers father that holes he can be clear um yeah and how he was a nurse and he got judged based off that right so some people look at titles and say like oh you're a man, you're not supposed to be a nurse, you're not supposed to be a stay-at-home father. So you're gonna have people who want to judge you based off that. But as long as you're okay if to say like, okay, regardless of what anyone says, this is what I wanna do, then that's totally fine, you know? Okay, all right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please, no, you good. You good. Um, this one says, um, uh, women make better elementary school teachers than men. You agree with that? Do you disagree with that? I say agree. I agree, yeah. Uh, yeah. Only because from personal experience, I only had women elementary school teachers. Yeah, it's only women elementary school teachers. I don't think I've ever had a male one. I will say mostly because a lot of the media starts judging men for being around kids. Oh, definitely. Honey. Yeah, and so, it's like it's better to have a woman just because a lot of roses towards them. It's a safer option to have a woman than an elementary teacher. This one says uh, men always want sex. Agree with Disagree. That? This. I disagree with that. You're a man, bro. I have some ads to that, though. I have some ads to that. I'm going to disagree, but as someone that lives with women, like, all, like, and most of my life, women are more, like, out there than men are. Like, if, if it comes to sex, I think it's women more than that. Today is an anomaly. Today, today, today we have a group, again, in Central Falls, I've been working here for three years. This is the first time that we've had an all-men group coincidentally and um as like a another paradox right like ironically it is when we're talking about gender expectations and gender roles we have an all-men group today for the first time in central falls but i did find it interesting i'm happy that you spoke on that that from your experience you're not saying all women are like no. but from your experience uh you you've grown up finding that w the women in your life are more randy than the men in your life uh, Randy's a, a word that I use for like wanting sex, right? That's like, I don't know, British thing. I don't know. I'll say, also do the experience, like what Keith said, with uh, friends, women are a lot like that. Like when we're watching movies and stuff, I will say we're pretty funny and like we all make jokes when we're watching movies. But girls, when they see a man that they're like, oh, he's like hot or he's really fine, they will talk about this guy for weeks. We will say like one thing, like a funny thing. Maybe I'll look at Brandon and laugh. That's it. That's the end of the entire direction. Mm -hmm. But women will keep it going, having fantasies and all that stuff. And I'm like, no. 
Most of these probably equal, but I have more women than men registered here in Central Falls. And we've seen and heard the behaviors uh, that are very different from that stereotype that women are more sexually aggressive than the men. I wonder if, I wonder if times have changed where before women were more suppressed and now women feel less like they have to be suppressed. I can't speak for women. I don't know. I'm, but I'm wondering because when I was growing up, it wasn't that way. When I was growing up, uh, it was a tight kept secret. You didn't even know that girls wanted sex, right? Like it was a, a tight kept secret until you were much, much older. Uh, but now you guys seem to know that because the women are making those indications. And I wonder if that just means that the world is more receptive to them now and the world allows them to have that. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, honestly, I, I, I wish I um, had an answer, but I honestly don't. It's not a <laughs> So and what's your question is there's more acceptable for women to be more out there. I say that is somewhat true rather than in the past, because in the past there was a ton of words you can use to describe someone who just was open and was a woman. But now is I feel like it's more of a negative thing for men. Like they have to avoid that stereotype of being a pervert or always wanting sex too. So like for me, uh, even if there's something I want to say, I'll keep it in rather than just saying it just to avoid anything. If that makes your life harder, I still think that's a good thing. Yeah. I still think that's a good thing that because there was so many like when I was growing up, there was just so like boys were just wild with this that they would say about girls while girls were so suppressed. And even if now it's suppressing men to some degree, that's better anyway. It's a much, yeah, it's much, much better. Uh, for I, I'm appreciating where where we've evolved to. I appreciate your comment. See, I'll say, so a little bit of suppression, yeah. But what's been going around currently because of the media, I'll say that it's starting to become a little bit excessive. Because what's been going around mostly is that at the gyms, girls have now started recording themselves when like doing exercises, and men are being called perverts and creeps. For maybe like looking at the girl, see if they're struggling or something like that. Or maybe some some of them are just trying to check them out, to ask them out on the date. But they're just being called creeps for that. And it's like a lot of men have just stopped even going to the gym or even just approaching women in general because they don't want to be seen in that light. You know? Interesting. Interesting. You're saying it's an overcorrection. I'm agreeing uh, that the correction might have gone over a little bit, but I'm actually saying that's a good thing. But you're talking about hazards yeah. to it. Yeah, it's like it's a good thing, but it's getting a little excessive. There's things on both sides, though. Yeah, it's things on both sides. So I'm gonna say there's so many videos I've seen where like, uh, it's like, oh, this girl is asking for help with the gym equipment because she like is afraid she's gonna hurt herself or something like that. But every time she was like somebody. A guy who was just like passes by her and not pay attention to her because like he doesn't want to get called a creep or something or like, get called a pervert for her, even like saying or look into the general direction. So it's more of a thing of like, I feel as if like now, like it can't be equal in terms of places like gyms and stuff like that because you know, you can't really do anything or you're gonna get called a creep. And now in this age, they say like one thing and like it's over for you. So, so um, I, I go to the gym a lot myself, um, and this might be unfair to say, but this is to keep myself like, safe because I do watch, I do see those type of videos, um, usually Instagram, like things like that. But when I go to the gym, I kind of like keep my, like in between sets, in between me working out, I kind of keep my head down on kind of looking at my phone um, only because I don't want to look in a certain direction and somebody might be recording and somebody might be like, oh, look at this guy looking at me, right? 
Uh, and so I, I, I can kind of relate to that, whether that's fair or not fair. I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, I'm just very careful of, of who I look at and very careful who I smile at, right? Because I don't want anyone to kind of get anything like mixed up to say this guy is trying to flirt with me, right? Um, and that's just me being completely honest, you know? I feel like my personal opinion in these videos, like the one Enzo was talking about in the gym, sometimes it could be misconstrued too. Like some men could be doing the thing and they're like, nah, but like this video, you're probably just faking it. And like they use it as an excuse to do some certain things. So sometimes I feel like it's uh, showing a certain thing that doesn't happen too often, like someone faking being leered at or, but I don't feel like that happens all the time too. I feel like people use it as an excuse. If you catch what I'm saying. Denise, welcome. welcome. Everybody say hi, Denise. Hi. hi. Denise, question for you. Uh, so how is it different growing, for you growing up? What were things that were expected of you different because you're a girl as opposed to... From my family? Yes. If you notice, the first time ever during this conversation, we have no girls in the room. Usually we're pretty equal. And today, the girls are all disappearing. So, uh, one, thank you for surviving the girl culling and uh, because they've all disappeared. But but how were gender expectations different for you growing up? Well, I'm, I'm first generation here. I was born four days after my mom came from the Cape Verde Islands. So, mm, oh my gosh, I couldn't go outside. Um, I had to do all house chores. I learned how to cook when I was like nine. Um, and I'm talking cooking, cooking. Like I had to go outside and scale the fish, take the guts out, make dinner. <laughs> Damn, I still can't do it. Doing stuff like that. Um, I grew up culturally like I like a true Cambodian in the island with yep. mosquitoes, not mosquitoes, flies flying all around me doing that. Um, oof. And I'm a middle child, so for me um, Any any brothers? I have one brother. Were those were those expectations different for your brother? Most definitely. Was your brother expected to go outside? My brother could go outside. It's not that I couldn't go outside. We could go outside, but my mother wouldn't. So I have two sisters and one brother, and I'm the middle. And so we couldn't go outside to the front. We could only play in the backyard. Yep. My, whereas my brother could go out in the front. He could ride his bike. We couldn't do any of that. And if we fell, forget it. We got hit for falling because girls shouldn't be running. So we got... When we fell and got a, a bruise or something, we had to hide it. Talking about gender expectations, I did not expect to hear girls shouldn't be running. Girls shouldn't be running there. Your place is not outside. Your place is supposed to be inside. Mm -hmm. Um, Denise, there's one other thing, though, that really struck me. It's one of the things I we talked about overcorrecting. We talked about um, being conscious to how we act around people of the opposite sex. Uh, and making sure we're not being creepy and stuff like that. However, I understand how important consent is, and I hope everybody else here does too. But when I was growing up, things were very different. I was conditioned very differently. I was conditioned that when the moment is right and romance hits you just right, you have to go and get a kiss. You have to go for a kiss. Just like Deshaun today is just like New Edition. New Edition was part of the people who taught me that. You got to go and get the kiss. Now, if you asked for a kiss, it could potentially slow things down. Just like if you ask to stop and say, hey, are we using a condom? You might think twice and be like, hey, am I ruining the romance? Just like you might think, am I ruining the romance? If you're having a really beautiful moment and you're going to have your first kiss... 
That was very different in my generation. You were expected to go for the kiss. Now you're expected to uh, you're expected to receive consent first. Not by everybody, not all the time. It's not a one rule for everybody because I have seen women who say, uh, just go for the kiss when it's time. But is that a tricky subject, Denise? Like what very tricky. I don't know. I guess it's whatever the moment you're in. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know how I personally as a woman would feel if a guy asked me for permission to kiss me. Yeah, I don't want to be asked. You don't want to be asked. Same old school girl <laughs> that shouldn't be running. It's like awkward. So I think that's more uncomfortable than just going for it. The trouble is because we've had a great conversation and I feel like we understand every area that we've been to, but I feel like this area is still murky because it depends on the woman, it depends on the situation. There are going to be some, you've just heard from somebody who says, I don't want to be asked. I want you to go for it. But other times, if that's somebody who thinks the opposite, that's actual like sexual assault. Is it? I was, was going to say sexual assault, yeah, because you didn't get that person's consent. So it could be tricky. Well, when well, when I say it like that, it depends on the moment. Like, you know, yeah. I don't want you to just come up to me out, out of the blue and just kiss me. You know what I mean? But if we're out and we're together, you can kind of feel the vibes. You know, off of somebody, so I. It depends on the moment, you know. Yeah, but his way, his way, I got you on checkmate. His way, I got you on checkmate. And everybody here, think about this: Have any of you seen that moment where one person thought they had that vibe, and the other person was like, "Mm mm, mm mm." So I would say this happened. That's this happened to me. I'm not gonna say why. I don't like anybody, but this happened to me way back then before I got married. Right? Uh, I was on a date with this girl. Um, I wasn't feeling the date. I wasn't feeling her. But I, you know, proceed as if everything was cool because I didn't want to make things awkward. Um, and I was, you know, towards the end of the day, I walked up home, no smiles, like you have a great day type of thing. And, I, and she took me smiling as her invitation to come kiss me. And I was like, oh, whoa, chill, like relax, <laughs> like, you know. So in that situation, I didn't want to kiss. And she thought I was kind of like inviting that. So that's how it can get tricky in that sense as well. Yeah, it, it, I guess it depends on the moment. It, it, that's the there moment. might be some some situations that maybe okay, yes, ask me for permission, but I don't know. Like right now, I'm thinking about it. Like if somebody was to ask me, like if I was on a date with a guy and they asked me, "Can I kiss you?" I don't know how I would react. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it depends. Sometimes I might say because I'm I might be feeling him, and I would say, "Sure." I thought you'd never ask. You know, I don't know. Just saying. There's, there's different situations. I'm asking you to teach me a new word that I learned today. Me and Mandy learned this word. Uh, me and Mandy learned about Riz today. Oh my God. Uh, so so uh, I want to test y'all Riz. Can somebody here please school us, our audience, uh, on their first kiss and how it happened? This would be a man. Uh, this would be uh, uh, obviously a man kissing someone. Can somebody here please share their experience of the first kiss? I know everybody's looking at Brandon because Brandon's famously in the Power Steambox couple, but Brandon's not the only person here to have had their first kiss. You're asking the wrong people. <laughs> Steambox is a nerd group. Uh, I think it's adorable. So, I'm glad when I was when I fifth time live in Providence for like let them cook a few days. It was it was weird. It's It was weird because like for the first time it was like oh we met this one chick and then she was like she was nice and I thought. I thought it was the same, you know, I was feeling like, cause I thought it was the same and like, I don't know, it was weird. So then after me and her broke up, it was the next chick, Sophia, that I went to, 
which was wasting my mom was pissed off about it. Uh, so I kind of broke her rule, but is what it is. Uh, so then went to Harry was just kind of weird too. Honestly, it ain't all that. I was they talking it up to what it. It ain't on it. So, but just to explain to what happened. Did, did you, you just go for it? Did you ask for consent? Did you lean in? Did they lean in? What happened? Did you talk about it before? Well, I was like, I was like probably middle school, so I was too young to ask what that meant. Consent meant. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. Is what it is. So then we just kissed each other and called it a day. And I think that was like one out of the three I had. So it wasn't, it wasn't all that. They were back kissing? Maybe. I don't know if it was her specifically or if I'm a back kisser. I don't know. Pause. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Me? I so, context. My middle brother, player. Um, <laughs> I, I, I freaking called him one day. And he eventually wanted me, he wanted to teach me something. That's what he said. It was a life lesson. And he showed me with his girlfriend how you would want to kiss someone. So he was like, oh, you first look them in the eyes. You both just stare at each other. You have that moment of silence. And that's where the, the love flows, whatever. Me, on my eighth grade brain, was like, you know what? I'm doing that. <laughs> so, listen, yes. So, yes. That's, I never told you guys. Listen. Are you acting like he kissed your mom? No. Because if I knew him, because he said he needs to know what. It's because I, I literally didn't tell him. The only person I told was my cousin. So, right. It was this one chick. I, I barely knew her. It was one girl. I went up to her. And it was, it was for purely fun. I just looked her in the eyes. All for fun. Got closer, stepped back as fun, as just a joke. She grabbed my face and kissed me. That's it. And I was like, okay, that was not cool. Never doing that again. And left. <laughs> it was the worst experience of my life. You guys have to know for no reason. Who's you guys? Yes. Freaking movies. Movies have to go up for no reason. What were you going to share? I got you. Oh, me? Uh, back, in, back in eighth grade too, right? Not me per se. Not me. So remember Darian? Yeah. So, oh, don't talk about Darian. There was one name where I think it was after what Valentine's. Darian's last name? That's my cousin. That's my cousin Darian. <laughs> his cousin. I'm so disrespectful. There's multiple Darians. They don't know what was our birthday. So, there was this one day after Valentine's Day, he asked this girl who I've been friends with since fourth grade, right? So, I was like the messenger. I was the middleman because it was middle school. It was middle school. We was young kids. So, he said, Hey, I asked her to kiss her today. I was like, so did you do it? He's like, no, I'm at like after school. I'm like, bro, you have like six classes where. He's like, no, but like I'm kissing her after school. Like, what if she outside about to go back home? I'm like, okay. Cause I was like, why didn't you just do it early? Why are you making a big event? We went outside. There was a crowd of people, <laughs> crowd of us. There's a crowd of people just chilling out between the two, like trying to just watch them. I was like, this is so awkward. And then it was just weird because he, they just walked up closer, awkward. Pecked and then ran off. Like it was, <laughs> it was not even. Uh, listen, how about that? It wasn't so important. Listen, it wasn't his fault though. It wasn't even his fault. It was all us. Cause he were like, cause he was all dumb us enough. like this. He was dumb enough to tell us. And you never tell your friends when you're about to do something like that. Oh, but it makes me a perfect story on the podcast. Exactly. We clowned him. And as soon as he did it, we literally started chanting the entire time going around the school. Just yelling, fuck. <laughs> we, was, we were just trying to embarrass him. Huh? We were just trying to embarrass him. This is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Exactly. This is like a, the perfect Steambox nerd group story about the first kiss. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I really, I really appreciate that. So there's so much... And I know that these podcasts are like one hour and I know there's so much areas that we should get into. Um, 
in a second, Deshaun, I'm going to ask you to, you know, uh, not only process what we've talked about so far, but also what did we miss today when talking about gender expectations that the world should be thinking about? We've just heard, uh, we've heard from two different adults in the room and a woman saying, I, you know, I want somebody to go in and go in for the kiss. I don't want to be asked. And the man saying, well, if that doesn't go right, that can be sexual assault. So do you all understand that risk reward that it, it can be sexual assault if you're not, if you haven't sought consent? Does everybody understand that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So everybody understands that. So we understand the risk reward. We understand that we want to kiss somebody. Um, where does that leave us, Deshaun? There's risk reward. We're unclear on if we are supposed to ask for a kiss or not. I would imagine that you and your organization would instruct us to err on the side of caution being uh, to seek consent. But, but what, are the, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so um, this is something and it might be awkward to talk about, right? But this is something that you eventually are going to have to talk about with um, someone that you are planning to date, right? Um, first, you got to talk about if you're if you're this is like a, a friends thing or oh you're actually talking or you're actually dating, right? So that you have to have that conversation with that person. But it's also keep in mind that uh, when you're just talking to someone, when you're getting to know someone, you don't know everything about them. So you don't know if they're the type to say, "Hey, come in for um you know initiate a kiss" or "Don't initiate a kiss," right? So these are things that you don't know about that person. But as you get to know the person a little bit better. This is when things will start to naturally flow, flow right? Um, so if I'm in the get into the dating stage, right, and this is when I, we have our first kiss, um, because we we got we got a better understanding of each other, then so be it, right? But just know that you run that risk when you get to the talking phase of of like of just talking to someone you don't know the way they think. So just want you to always keep that in mind. I right, bro. So like, listen, <laughs> like no, 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 like, so this is this is this is you know. I guess you could call it toxic masculinity, but like, yo, what was like the the best fight or worst fight y'all had, had? Why are we talking about? Oh, the toxic masculinity. Yeah, toxic masculinity. You can't step down during. Well, never fought, right? Crazy. Never fought. I have fought. Remember that one guy? I got a black eye. Oh yeah, my bad. Y'all didn't. I know I won. Right? I technically won. So I think me, Enzo, Lewis, have you fought? So that's it. Like, so we're saying. I think you're the only one. You're the only one. We already know your story about how you got jumped by this. Quit on him. No, he never fought. He never fought. Are you asking best and worst? Best and You interested? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay. So, best, uh, it was really liberating. I hated this job. And uh, an employer, one of the managers, uh, one of my, uh, was, was always berating one of my friends who worked there because he was gay. And, uh, at one point, you know, he, uh, he called him a name. I was done with it. Uh, and, uh, he went, he went out the window. So, uh, the, that manager went out the window. Uh, and it's one of those things where, cause sometimes I feel bad, right? Like I get into f fights playing football and stuff like that. And it's people you don't really want to fight with. It's people that you don't hate. Uh, and you get into fights and then afterward you feel a little bad. I feel bad about that. I feel bad about that. Um, the worst was high school with, they were both dating uh, some gang members, but I didn't know anything about the guy. I just knew that they were supposedly dating gang members and I didn't care. So I go to Kennedy Plaza where you're supposed to, this is the hub to take the bus home. Then I laughed because I, because it was a white gang. 
I, I know it's not funny. I know it's like you know, a race thing or whatever. But I thought I thought it was funny because I wasn't expecting that. Like the white game. And like like when I grew up and you you hear gang stuff, you're thinking like boys in the hood and you're thinking Crips and Bloods and stuff like that. It was like a white like I I don't understand. They all had long hair. They look like rocker boys and stuff. Whatever. What side culture? Biker gang. Biker gang. But they were young. They didn't even have motor. They were at Kennedy Plaza taking a bus. Tip. Uh, yo. So so I'm thinking. Oh no problem. These guys. So I started talking mad shit. I, and next thing you know, I'm roundhouse kicked and knocked out. <laughs> this dude, the only thing I remember is this dude roundhouse kicked. And as the kick is coming, you don't have time to move or anything. You just have to be like, this guy knows karate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't knocked out, but I was knocked down. It messed my nose up. It was like, that was an L. That was, I don't have a lot of L's. That was an L. What about you? So funny. I've <laughs> never been in a fight before. Mm. I only fought my sister. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, it'd be so cool. It'd be when that Joseph fought. I was younger though, but I've never been in a fight. Okay, mine is funny. Uh, so basically, we were we were supposed to hang out during the weekend, but before then, I had to go to Lincoln Mall, which I did. And there's like a park near Lincoln Mall. It's not that near, but me and my mom went there because we just wanted to relax a little bit. And um, there was this guy that was playing very loud music, inappropriate music, in a kids park. It was like. It's like Cardi B's WAP or whatever that was, whatever yep. it is. And he, it was like very loud. You could hear it from like blocks down. So mama was getting annoyed. And you know, when your mom gets annoyed, then you have to get involved. So I was just like, yo, can you at least put it down or like put some headphones in or something like that? Because nobody's trying to hear all that when they're at the park. He, I guess he took it as some disrespect. We kept going back and forth. I was basically just trying to calm him down, telling him to put the music down. He hit me in my left eye and gave me a black eye. But since he swung first, I happened to know judos and he was, build. he was the same build as me. I threw him to the concrete. I, I don't know judo. I would really like to. Whose question was this? Uh, why? Go ahead. So I say that because once it's because I wanted to bring up the fight of the time I got jumped by him. <laughs> what's the cc term for it wait you just want to you use our podcast time no i got jumped by a midget there was one kid like i i i've been clear in syracuse it was bad because you know there was a lot of fights a lot of people thinking they they're tougher than they actually are but they ain't so they ain't putting their place it annoys me of the fact that like oh oh my horse with that like shut up like yo it, it pisses me off so much, but you gotta get there. We're out of time. Okay, well, what happened was, long story short, uh, I ended up, some kid punched me, or some kid hit me, and then I punched them back, and then after that, I got jumped by a bunch of people, including this one midget. Um, <laughs> Don't say that, wait. A little person. A little person. A little person. Little, and I mean little person. I, I still like that. I still like that word. I don't want the word. Okay, but at speech of the says, as a man, you know, you can't back down from a fight, or they're gonna take you as, oh, you're just weak as hell it's just, I mean worse yeah it's just it gets worse from there not physically but like mentally and emotionally it gets worse there so it's like oh if you get berated be like oh you lost the fight you shouldn't you like that you know and that's how it is so that's why I brought it up as like it's a part of so, so did you win only of course I won there was you <laughs> so, so I'm glad you said that because I um that's how I was going to connect it to uh, the overall topic but um I was gonna ask you: Has has anyone ever been discouraged from my background now for a fight before? Yes. Like, have, yes. like basically, it's like somebody making fun of you for background now from a fight before. Yes. Yeah. You say yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. So 
Um, you know, this is something to keep in mind, just to, you know, wrap this part up, but uh, when it comes to masculinity, that plays a huge factor into it, right? Um, and when someone is trying to physically discourage someone, say that, hey, you shouldn't, um, you should have, you should fight this person, right? Or you need to, you need to toughen up, you need to man up. Um, this is, this is uh, obviously what we call unhealthy, right? Masculinity, right? It's when somebody tries to use masculinity against you to try to uh, put you in a certain box to say like, hey, you should fit into this box. And if you don't, then you don't, you're not necessarily a man, right? You ain't no man. You lost this spell. You ain't no man. That reminded me because I was at Higginson, which is a basketball park in Central Falls, and this little kid tried to play basketball with us, but then he got mad. Someone fouled him by accident. So he was trying to fight the person, but he was a little kid. So he was like, you're a pussy. You don't want to fight us. I'm like, you're a child. You're a child. But yeah, that's what, that's it. So I'm, I'm going to leave y'all with just some some quick advice um, when it comes to masculinity, right? Uh, one, get rid of the man box, right? No such thing as a man box. Be who you are as a person regardless what anyone says to you. And also, um, make sure you surround yourself around people who have... Um, who have who, who healthy and who supportive, right? So your friends, make sure you surround yourself around friends who are going to help you, who are going to encourage you. Whether you feel, whether you be feel happy, whether you want to cry, they encourage you. They're there for you, and not necessarily putting you in a masculinity box. Um, so I just want to leave you with those advice when it comes to masculinity. The masculinity box, and you're talking about how the masculinity box doesn't define who you are. You define who you are. So you're saying be yourself despite the masculinity box. Absolutely. Like I said, we all have a little bit of masculinity and femininity in us, right? Um, so we're not really defined as masculine or feminine. We just define of, of, of who we are and what characteristics we have. So always in room to stick to that. I know this generation, things are changing, and I really appreciate that. But for other generations, it hasn't been this way. So Deshaun, my last question for you before I ask you to talk about uh, Katie Brown real quick, just to uh, uh, where people can find you guys, is... We're going into Mental Health Awareness Month. That's why we started Joyful Rebellion. Is it okay for men to seek mental health treatment? Absolutely, it is okay, right? And if you don't feel comfortable seeking mental health treatment, um, like from a professional, find someone that you can talk to, right? Never never feel like you have to hold all your, your emotions in or you feel like, you know, there's no one I can talk to about this. If you find a friend, that's why I say find someone who supports you, right? If you find a friend who supports you that you can talk to, this is something that's important because you is it is important for you to get how you feel out as opposed to you holding it in and it turns to aggression and now you're being violent towards someone. Right. Thank you so much. Does anybody have any last points? Deshaun, uh, where can people find more information about the Katie Brown Educational Program? Sure. So you can look us up at um katiebrowneducationalprogram.org. So it's kbdp.org. All right. And if you go there, you can find out more information about Deshaun. I'm sure you can contact him through there. So if anybody's listening and they want to know more about this amazing mentor that we brought in, that's where to go. But Steampunks, my warriors from Central Falls, even though we are half group today, please make enough energy for the rest of us. Please say peace out to the world. Peace out. Oh.